0: Welcome again here in Eretz L. It is almost Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. For those watching in Chutzah Arts, you have another seven, eight, nine hours. Tonight we're going to do as advertised 2020 insights, and we're going to try to keep it to around 20 minutes. Every month in the Hebrew calendar has a host of associations. There's a tribe that is associated with each month. There is an astrological sign. There is a part of the body. There is a letter. And there is a sense. Tonight, because it's not a full hour class, we're going to just look at the khush, the sense of the month of Tammuz and try to understand it. Historically, in perspective, and especially as it affects us today. The sense of the month of Tammuz is sight, riya the sense of sight. Now, most people, thank God, are able to see. So we're not talking about just the physical sense of sight. We're talking about the insight. That's what we're talking about having a keen perspective on reality. That is the sense of sight. We see, but we don't always understand what we're seeing. Now, how is this connected to the month of Tammuz? It's given over that the spies left for Eretz Yisrael on Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. And they spent 40 days touring the land, and they came back on what now we call Tishabav the ninth of Av. And during that time, the 12 spies, 10 of them, saw the same thing that the two, Kalev and Yeshua saw. Kalev and Yeshua said, we, we can go, we can, we can enter the land, we can conquer the land. And the 10 said, no, we can't. They all saw the same thing. So, this is what we're talking about the sense of sight. And because the sin of the spies is such an archetypal type of misunderstanding, mistake, sin, whatever we want to call it, we need to do a fixing in this month of sight. The tribe. That's associated with this month is Ru'uven, also from the word to see, Ru'u. So both of them have to do with, with sight. So we're going to try to dedicate the time we have tonight to what, what is the fixing for sight? What can we learn from this? So I'm going to bring two verses, two ideas. And we're going to try to extract from it what we can about the idea of fixing our eyes. We go to the last verse of the Torah. The last verse of the Torah talks about all the miracles and wonders that Moshe did in the eyes of all of Israel. Asher asa Moshe le'enei kol Yisrael. And... We're told in in Kabbalan Hasidut that the word that he did, asa, also means to fix. That's one of the meaning of the word la'asot, as used in the Torah, means not just to do, but to rectify, to fix. So the last verse of the Torah is saying that what Moshe did was not just that he did all these miracles and wonders in the eyes of all Israel, but it means that he fixed for Israel their eyes. But what does that mean? So it's brought down in Kabbalah and Hasidut that the last verse of the Torah is intrinsically connected to the first verse in the Torah. And we know this from Sivcha's Torah, where we end the Torah with these words, Le'enei kol Yisrael, in the eyes of all of Israel. And then we roll the Torah and we begin immediately from Bereshit, in the beginning. So we read it, Le'enei kol Yisrael, Bereshit bara In the eyes of all of Israel, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the first thing we learn about this for the fixing of the eyes is this idea of newness. So many of us have routine and rote in our lives, in our jobs, in the tasks that we do on a daily level, even on the spiritual level, davening, basically the same davening every single day, every chakra, every mincha, every mirad. So it is so easy to fall into seeing the world as not new, as just repeating over and over and over the same kind of actions and we fall into this state of of boredom. So one of the, the greatest teachings of Hasidut, is this idea of how to, you have to work on it, to learn, to see the world, to experience the world. That's the sense of seeing here, to experience the world as new all of the time. And that's what it means to connect the end of the Torah with the beginning. In the eyes of all of Israel in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But it also means <clears throat> the fixing of the eyes, is to be able to begin again every day. That's why two times in Shachrit, we say, uh, uh, the wording is a little bit different each time, but <inaudible> that God in His goodness renews the works of creation every day. And the message to us is, it is a new day. Even if we're saying the same words as we said yesterday, it's a, it's a new world and this is it's it's so important to to, to live a life of, of purpose and meaning by being able to renew ourselves constantly but there's a deeper secret here the deeper secret is is what Rashi tells us about what are these miracles and wonders that Moshe did in the eyes of all of Israel If we didn't look at Rashi, our natural inclination would be, say, the ten plagues. Of course, God did the ten plagues, but it was through Moshe, the splitting of the sea, bringing water from a rock. Again, God performed these miracles, but it was through Moshe. So that's what we would think, that that's what Moshe did in the eyes of all of Israel. Brought down the Torah from heaven, but Rashi says something seemingly um, out, out of left field. And it comes from the Gomorrah where what, the, what, what Moshe did in the eyes of all of Israel is he broke the tablets when they were worship, worshiping the golden calf. So this is somewhat unexpected. And God said... Yesher kochacha asher shibarta. Good job, Moshe, that you broke the tablets. Now, what 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 can we learn here? The truth is, we could use a whole hour to, to discuss this, but in short, so many times in our lives, new beginnings happen after a breaking, a crisis, a trial, a tribulation. And we know in Kabbalah that before the the beginning in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, there was a previous world called the world of Tohu of chaos which shattered. and this world is made up of the shattered shards of the previous world. This is all very symbolic but it's very real, very real. So what we're being told here is that every end, we could look at it, our sight, we can look at our lives and see crises as, as this is the end. I'm at the end. Or we could see it as, yes, it, 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 it is a crisis. It is a challenge. It's a huge obstacle. But a new beginning can come from this. It's so important today with what's happening in the world to keep this in mind. This is the, the sense of this month is the way that we look at the world. Everyone everyone has been going through a lot these last few months. Some people more than others but there's no doubt that quite literally hundreds of millions of people around the planet have been very, very challenged. There are very few people who have not in one way or another been challenged. Not everyone's lost their job, not everyone <clears throat> had mental problems from being uh, shut in, but many people have had these problems. And we, we, we have to see and the fixing that, that we can work on this month is seeing what is the hidden bracha in all of this and what what can we learn from it, how can we grow from it, and how we can become stronger. So this is one idea. There's another verse also in the last parsha of the Torah, which is called Zota bracha. This is the blessing that Moshe gave to all of Israel before he passes on. And in it are just beautiful, beautiful blessings for each of the tribes and for all of Israel. one of the blessings is Betach Badad Ein Yaakov that all of Israel will will dwell alone in security. Betach Badad Alone we will dwell in security. Rashi tells us it means it doesn't mean like alone. It means that we won't have to gather together to defend ourselves from outside uh, enemies. And we'll sit every person under their fig tree and their vine. But then it says, Ein Yaakov, the eye of Yaakov. So what does this mean? So it's brought down that the gematria, for this expression the eye of Yaakov equals chadash 312 new so this is of course a a perfect Torah getting ready for the new month of Tammuz but this idea of the eye of Yaakov being able to see how the world is recreated at every moment and to tap into this kind of newness really makes the difference of living a life of, of boredom, of just getting by, of just just going through the motions, and a life of purpose and meaning and excitement. When we see the world as being new all the time, it, it is excitement. Now let's look at the word betach. Secure, we Israel will secure be will will dwell alone and be secure. The eye of Yaakov. Also in Hasidut it brings out that the three letters of betach. Of being assured, of having confidence, of having security. The bet is for bracha, blessing. The. Tet is for Tov, goodness, and the Chet is for Chaim, life. Bracha, Tov, Chaim. So what can we learn from this? Is that when can we sit self-assured and confidently? It's when we can see the Bracha, the Tov, and the Chaim in our lives. Even in a challenging time like this, everyone's been watching Zoom and classes online, and and everyone's been talking about this almost endlessly. I think everyone is, in a sense, a little bit tired of this, but it doesn't seem to really be going away. And we might have to learn how to just live with this, at least in in the near future. But what about the brachas in our life? What about the tov in our life? And what about life itself? So this is the sense of sight, is to be able to see deeper. Now, Reb Shlomo had a certain expression that he loved to say, is that we have to learn to see with the eyes of Mashiach. What does that mean? is, again, you can have two people experiencing the exact same situation and they will have a completely different take on it. One person will see everything wrong with the situation or at least nothing good in it. And the other person will see so much goodness. This is in situations, in other people and in ourselves. So the sight, the, the sense of sight that we're talking about is the ability to see bracha, to see goodness, and to appreciate the life that we have. Now I just want to explain with the few minutes we have left a little bit a little bit deeper about the use of, of the idea of, of sight in our eyes. Because we have like a dual Uh, pathway here, a dual way of understanding what does it mean to see. Sight, in a sense, is is just the windows to the world. In other words, the way I see the world is, is, is not really coming from my eyes, it's coming from my state of consciousness. If I have a state of consciousness that sees goodness and bracha, then my eyes will become the the window to the world to see exactly that. The way we look at the world is the way the world looks back at us. So it's, it's, it's not the physical eyes. When we talk about the sense of sight, we're talking about a state of consciousness to be able to see goodness. So it's called an ayin tov, a good eye. The opposite is what's called ayin hara, the, the evil eye. However, we understand that. But we all know that there are <clears throat> times in our life that we do look at the world with an ayin tov, and other people with an ayin tov, and chafshtut with uh, uh, giving people uh, the, a certain merit. And the other times, <clears throat> unfortunately, we see the world with an iron rod. We just see everything wrong. So, <clears throat> in this sense, <clears throat> the eyes are just a vessel for what's happening inside of us. But then we have the opposite. And this is the, the emphasis what's called Shmirat Inaim, guarding our eyes. Because Sometimes, <clears throat> when we look at certain things, <clears throat> it affects us inside. The eyes are not just neutral. If we if we if we look at uh, Chassidshalom pornography, or uh, if we if if we look at erotic images, or uh, for many people, if we you know, all all the violence on TV, it affects us, it affects us deeply. So we have a two-way street here, how the eyes sometimes it's really what's happening inside is the way we see outside. But other times it's what we see outside that affects the inside. And so fixing the eyes has to do with both of these. Of guarding our eyes, the Gemara actually says that one should not look at the on the face of an evil person, because it has an effect. There's a, there's a vibe there that we shouldn't let inside. We shouldn't let inside. In the in the third passage of the Shema, it says, "Lo <laughs> It says don't go after your the, the like the desires of your heart and your eyes. And it's significant that the heart comes before the eyes. Because this is what we're explaining. It's if my heart is running after physical desires, then that's exactly what I'm going to look for. That's exactly what I will be attracted to. But other times, as I said, it works the opposite. We go after our eyes. We see things and we're not even prepared for how they're going to affect us and we're drawn after them. So I want to end with a a blessing about the future. It says, Ayan B'Ayan Yeru B'shuva Shem Sion. Eye to eye they will see when God returns to Zion. This is a prophecy of the future, meaning ayin that our, our our perception of God will be like physical sight. Right now God is very hidden in the world. We have to look very, very hard in order to find God. The, the Maggit Mesrich Mezrich uh, described life and reality as, as a game of hide and seek. That God is hiding and he wants us to seek him out. And then we can find him. But in the future, it will be iron by iron. Yeru, Beshuva shem Sion, will be able to see physically with our eyes, godliness everywhere. Now we know in Kabbalah <clears throat> the word Ayin is Ayin Yud Nun, and we're told that the letters Ayin and Aleph can be interchanged. The Gemara does this many many times, so we could also read this, not just eye to eye will we see, <clears throat> but ayin as an aim in self infinite. Because in the future, the infinite light of God will be, will be perceived by the physical eye. That is what we're heading for. And this is what Reb Shlomo meant, that we should learn to to see with with Mashiach eyes. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe, in in the last years of his life, said, open your eyes, Mashiach is here. Now, I don't think we really think that Mashiach is here. So what did he mean? What he meant is, if we really open our eyes, we can already draw the future into the present. We can already experience the Messianic era now. It's not the full Messianic era. It's not the full revelation. But the more we learn to to open our eyes and see with Mashiach eyes, the closer the redemption will come. So that's my blessing for everyone as we enter into Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. And... Hopefully, the fixing of the eyes, the fixing of the sin of the spies. That redemption will come to the world, and we'll be able to see ayin by yeru hashem, b'shuv hashem, Zion. That we'll be able to see God as He returns to Zion, as we return to Zion, as all the Jews are coming home that this will bring the full redemption. Chodesh Tov